Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. (laughs) How's everybody doing out there? And by everybody, I mean the A-Man, the Hawkinston. I'm doing fine. You're a true champion of men. Have I told you that lately? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Twice a day and three times on Sundays. I have to give heavy praise. You could just walk away from my life. That make me very emotional. We don't want that to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would not be fun. That would be very sad. Look at you. You like, you speak, you know, you think very highly of yourself. You like, if you walked away, you'd think I'd be in shambles. I'd be in my bathtub crying. I wouldn't be able to keep food down. Is that what you're trying to say? I would not say any of those things. Only a man with an evil mind would think something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone might be caught up in some black sun type shit. Ooh. And, uh, I never wanted to think that a friend of mine would be caught up in some black sun type shit, if you know what I mean. Yes. So, anybody out there don't get, don't know, about to get down. Here's the truth up in this here. We're going to get, jump into the Black Sun deal. The German secret society was developed to prepare the Aryan race to meet the supermen who live in the Earth's interior. That's correct. That's a lot to take in. Take a moment. All right. So, we got like superhero men we're dealing with. And they were going to fight with the, the folks in the interior, which I do believe wasn't that the, Kind of the, like a Superman three, a little bit wasn't he like he from the center of the earth or something like that? Well, I I think it was one of the Superman movies. He went into the Earth. I think it was actually the first one because of earthquakes. He goes in and he pushes all the uh, tectonic plates together to try to keep them from you know breaking off, which is what, you know, Lex Luthor tried to do. But, um... 
Where's the one when he battles another dude that's like him but has like black tights? That's is that well, the yeah, third one, that, right? That's actually home. That is the, ghost? the fourth one. Fourth one. I thought the fourth one was with a uh, friend of the show, Richard Pryor. No, that's the third one. Okay. For some yeah, reason, yeah, I thought the that... First, the, the first one is, you know, when he shows up. Second one is with General Zod. Right. Uh, third one, most people forget about, but is, is the one with Richard Pryor. And then um, the fourth one, I believe, is the one with Nuclear Man, which the film was created by... Uh, the canon films. That's why it was, you know, kind of like shot on the cheap and had a lot of issues. But yeah, I it like also that. had had, um, you know, um, John Cryer as like uh, Lex Luthor's like nephew. Or yeah, something of like. course. Well, it was eight. It was the eighties, of course. You know, I remember liking the, that one. The four. That, maybe that's why I thought it was the third one. Because usually. Because I know that Richard Pryor one was pretty campalicious, if I remember yeah. correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the third one. Yeah. Well, you can't win them all, you know what I mean? Yeah. But even uh, those first four, they still stand up pretty strong, you know what I mean? They're good for, they're good for what we're talking about. So, uh, A. Hockenstein, we're about to pop off into this, and... Uh, I, I want to use your real name because we might be talking about folks close to you. So I just want. Oh, no, funny! No, get out of here! Don't joke about shit like that. You're fucked up. You're a fucked up, dude. So, The Coming Race, 1871, a novel by occultist Edward Buller Leighton, or probably Leighton, was set in the Earth's interior, where an advanced civilization of giants thrived. The giants had built a paradise and discovered a form of energy so powerful that they outlawed its use as a potential weapon. You know it's got to be heavy duty when they're outlawing your usage. You know what I mean? Now, the force, the vril, was derived from the black sun, a large ball of prima materia that provides light and radiation to the inhabitants of inner earth. We got very jumped into science fiction show pretty quick here today. You know what I mean? What do you think, Alex? What do you think? Uh, well, we've we've talked and we listened and and heard a lot about a lot of crazy uh, beliefs and theories. Mm. Um, uh, the fact of having like these giant people in the center of the earth. These, uh, I'm sorry, but I have a huge. Uh, from uh, swallowing that that load of bullshit. You have large balls of prima materia over there. <laughs> Not that I know of, but but I mean, I mean, I mean, the thing is that I would yeah. not be surprised that first of all, that Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party yeah. had a illu their own Illuminati version, which is this black sun. And I would not be surprised that they believed that there were, you know, giant, you know, Superman that lived in the center of the earth. Uh, Because from everything I've heard and read about Adolf, he was all about, like, you know, 
the supernatural and different forces outside of, you know, in the natural law. Pretty much anything that he thinks. I mean, he was desperate grasping at anything that he thought that would make, you know, uh, himself and his, you know, party, you know, invincible against uh, his enemies. And anything uh, moving off any, a bunch of people to Graceland like that, I think, has to have some type of a cold vibe under it. You know, they're going to sacrificial ship. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I, I I read things where, you know, he tried to find, like, the Ark of the Covenant and other kind of bullshit like that, uh, the Holy Grail, a- anything, I mean, that had any kind of religious um, supernatural power he was crazy about. And uh, I would not be surprised that he uh, would also gravitate towards, you know, something as ludicrous as this. Uh, because, I mean, he himself was a, a crackpot who, you know, was, you know, pretty much, I, it's funny because sometimes it's not funny, but it's, it's sad to think that, you know, this guy that caused so much, um, horrendous activity and, and was a, a, such an evil person, you know, kind of, uh, with so much power, kind of had a mentality of, you know, like your aging, you know, racist uncle that, you know, just, uh, you know, got lost in, in, in Walmart and, and is looking for a way out. Uh, and the fact is that he was grasping at anything. I mean, if someone told him that if, if he dug in the middle of the, uh, in the ground in his backyard and kept on digging until he got to the center of the earth, and he'd find these supermen that would come out and help him, you know, take over the world. Heck, he'd be out there with uh, every drill uh, known to man. I mean, that was, I mean, he, he followed a lot of crazy-ass shit. That was per- totally part- ludicrous. We also, he partook in a lot of, like, drugs, too. He was all messed up, supposedly. He was getting down. He was drug-fueled and... Straight chaos, they say. Now, persistent legends in the early uh, in nearly every culture tell of an elder race that populated the Earth millions of years ago. The Old Ones, which is what a great name for such a thing, who may originally have been the extraterrestrial origin of extraterrestrial origin, you know what I mean? Which you never can tell, you know? You never can tell if that was the, t- what, the crossover, you know? Now, not only extraterrestrial origin, but they were of an immensely intelligent and scientifically advanced species uh, who eventually chose to structure their own environment under the surface of the planet's soil and seas. So right there, you know, we've often talked about the possibility and the creepiness of the whole alien civilization underneath that ocean because we only know so much and if they had the crafts that could go that deep, you really you know, they could go deeper than that we would ever know. You assume that the best place to hide realistically if you were going to hide would be under the ocean, under that dirt at the bottom of the ocean. Wherever, whatever's there, cancel Christmas. You know what I mean? You know yeah, I mean? Uh, but, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I've said this on the show plenty of times that I'm open to the 
idea of um, you know alien life forms and all yeah. that for the simple fact that I can't believe that we're the only one with you know somewhat intelligent life. Um, so. But but I mean I mean it's it's one of those things when you uh, start saying about you know these great civilizations, alien civilizations mm-hmm. that are on the planet living underneath it, say, the ocean floor, or just underneath the ground, like deep, deep underground. Um, not saying that we have ex- have explored every inch of the Earth or been able to you know, go to the depths of every, uh, every inch, but with all of our technology and everything like that, if there was a civilization underneath the ground or un, uh, whether it's underneath the ground in the water or underneath the ground, you know, where, where we stand right now, I would have expected that there'd be some, some proof because I mean, if, I mean, unless you have control over every single person in that population, you'll go and, I mean, no matter how, how smart an alien civilization is, I'm, I'm assuming every single one would be an individual. And we all know individual people are stupid, okay? And, and well, you know, these alien life forms, of course, are going to be a lot smarter than us. I have a hard time believing that all of them are so smart that they're able to go undetected, especially with all the drilling that goes on, all of the, you know, seismic activities. And, yeah, we might not... I mean, we've been able to find out that in the center of the Earth is a molten core, okay? And by, you know, figuring these scientific facts out, uh, no one's been, you know, able to, you know, come up like, hey, look, I found Goliath. I found Andre the Giant's missing, you know, relative. I mean, it, it just, I just find it too far-fetched that there's, some secret alien civilization deep underground. I have a hard time on that. Well, I don't know, man, because you could pro I mean, you take the technology that have to have to be way ahead of us on cruising around on different planets and, you know, being doing reflections. Well, see, see, if they're smart enough to cruise from one planet to another with spaceships, yeah. they should be smart enough to know that hanging around, I mean, we should be considered like, you know, Hickville, okay, compared to them. And, of course, no one wants to be stuck in Hickville, especially when those dueling banjos start playing. I mean, before you know it, we'll all be squealing like a pig. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Everybody loved Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. Who's to say the aliens aren't, uh, you know, drawn to the freak show as well? Yeah, but... uh, Honestly... I think more likely, if they were coming by to check on us, yeah, they, uh, they're looking at us more of like you know, an experiment. Like, let's see what these crazy humans are going to do next, kind of Fair thing. Enough. Yeah. But I mean, I can't see them actually, you know, building a civilization underground with huge humanoid giants. I mean. I mean, it'd be one thing if we're talking about, like, little mole people or something like that. But, I mean, 
if you talk about these huge beings underground, yeah. someone's going that would have noticed by now. Yeah, but the, who's to say who that you know? They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell behold the pill podcast stuff like that. The old ones usually remain aloof from the surface dwellers, but from time to time throughout history, uh, they have been known to visit certain of the upper world's more intelligent members in the guise of alchemists or mysterious scientists in order to offer constructive criticism and, in some cases, to give valuable advice in the material sciences. So that's where we learn, you know, they would say we learn a lot of our technologies and things that we we work with, you know, are, are kind of given to us from these folks, you know? Mm. Of course, the question I have to ask is why? Well, do you think technology and all that is just, a, you know, just mankind, just, hum, you know, a human stumbling into that stuff? Or do you think it came from? Well, I mean, right now, I I haven't seen any of our technology that, you know, is so out there that I can't. I mean, so not there, saying that that uh, um, we as a species are, are the most intelligent creatures in the um, universe, but we do have a few people smart enough to, uh, you know, uh, hit two rocks together and create fire. That's where it goes. That's what it's, it's, it goes from the caveman creating fire to us having a world within our cell phone. You know what I mean? I mean, heck. Look you at uh, I mean, you I mean that's all human mind. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, it could be. I, I, I mean, I mean, perfect, perfect. I mean, look at the cell phone. Where did the cell phone really originate? If you think about it, Star Trek. I mean, someone thought, "Hey, how cool would it be if you could just you know flip over a, a tricorder and and you know call uh, call someone and not be stuck with a landline?" And then someone started like, "Hmm." Maybe we can actually do that. And then they start looking into the scientific possibilities of doing that. Science fiction, it all starts as an idea. Yeah. Sci- see, science fiction <clears throat> is the birthplace of so many of our technologies. I mean, you have someone who has to write a, a story for an episode of Star Trek. He's banging his head. And then he's like, whoa. What if we do this? And then, of course, before you know it, a few years later, someone's like, you know what? This is a cool idea. Can we actually make this happen in reality? And then they do. I mean, I don't see any of our technology being so, like, out of the realm of possibility of human ingenuity coming up with it. Yeah. I mean, if suddenly, if someone uh, suddenly came up with, um, Something remarkable, like all of a sudden being able to uh, touch like a prehistoric bone of a T-Rex and making him flesh and bone and walk again, yeah, th- then that I would say might be uh, alien tampering on that one. Well, I mean, I feel like we're not pro- probably not that far off. I think in certain situations they've done stuff with cloning and re- you know stuff like that. Yeah, well, cloning animals and people and, and creatures that are alive right now. It's another thing. I mean, Jurassic Park is a fun movie and a fun concept, but you're not going to be, you know, finding some mosquito, getting some DNA, and suddenly bringing 
together, you know, uh, Velociraptor. It's also a free game on PlayStation Now this month to date our episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. Now, according to certain occult traditions, Agaharda is the uh, subterranean empire of the underworld Superman who uh, periodically surfaced to oversee the progress of the human race. My goodness. Yeah, and they must really be depressed that they wasted their time on us. We have Xenax and uh, Zoloft. (laughs) Yeah, they come up for the daily prescription. They just take it for breakfast. They just take medication for breakfast in the future. And then you you forget that you're hungry and remember that you're happy. You know what I mean? Um, So according to one source, the underground kingdom of Agaharta was created when the ancestors of its present-day denizens drove the serpent people from the caverns during an ancient war. You know, serpent people very... Always coming up in ancient talk, you know what I mean? If, uh, if, if that's a whole different fucking civilization. Hey, hey dude, dude, I, got, I got my serpent right here, man. Well, you can put that away. This is a children's show. <laughs> but you can put that serpent away, uh, that black venomous creature slithering around on the floor. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. We've talked about this before. So the ancient war. You know what I mean? By the 1840s, the legend of Agartha and its underworld capital, Shambhala, had circulated widely among the myst- uh, mystically minded in Germany. You know what I mean? Which it, right there brings up Adolf is definitely within that circle of uh, mystically minded. You know what I mean? And the occultist that he's known to be and the drug addict that he's known to be. Now, according to this ancient tradition, the master of the world already controlled many kings and rulers of the surface world by exercising his occult powers. So right there's why all these, you always hear about these dark folks getting tied up into this stuff. It's, it was, as we all imagined, what it would be for, the ultimate power of the evil deeds and life and in death, Mr. Elliot Hawkestein. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, soon this master and his uh, super ace would launch an invasion of the surface nations and the such to get all humans at his will. I think I murdered a word there, but it'll be all right. Various secret societies that formed in Germany, which there's a lot of them in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, wanted desperately not only to prove themselves worthy of the superhumans who lived beneath the planet's surface, but also to control the incredibly powerful Vril force from before. Uh, This ancient force had been known among the alchemists and the magicians as the Chi, the Odic force, the Orgon, the astral light, and they were all aware of its transformative powers to create supermen of ordinary mortals. So there was a way to step up your game and become a better guy, you know, back in the day. Well, nowadays it's therapy, I think they say. But back I, in the I, day... I think, I think nowadays it's just playing steroids. 
Stelroy. Don't do yeah, Stelroy. So, so every, every, everyone's hoping to make their own special Steve Rogers. Uh, hey, now. See, I mean, so, the thing I always find interesting about these stories is yeah. that everyone's talking about trying to create, you know, the Superman, the, you know, the, uh, the epitome of, of like the, the top evolutionary rung of humankind. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that I always find hilarious is what makes us more important. No, uh, I, I wouldn't say more important. I was going to say, excuse you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what makes us as a species, the dominant species on this earth, is our brains. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're able to, you know, be more creative. We're able to, you know, uh, supposedly think outside the box, uh, be able to create these great buildings and, and you know, you know, make spaceships and go to and different planets. Yeah. I mean, and I'm talking about just us on this planet, okay, compared to all the other creatures that we live with. Right. Now, what I always find hilarious is that you always have these people's pound. well, you know, we're trying to make the Superman, the epitome of mankind. And it's always just the physical manifestation of power. Okay? Who can be stronger? Who can lift the most? Who can kick someone's ass? But the fact is, if you really want to reach the epitome, the the, the epitome of the Superman of our species, it should be the smartest, not the, the, the strongest, because the strongest brute can be taken down by an AK-47 in, in two shakes of lamb's tail. But if you can create someone who can think of a way to protect themselves from the AK-47 and then uh, get that out of the uh, the uh, enemy's hands and then, you know, dispatch them all using one's noggin, that is what we should be, you know, trying to promote. That would be, in my opinion, the ideal Superman, someone who is extremely intelligent and also intelligent not in the oh I am going to manipulate and control havoc way but in the way of how can we benefit ourselves as a species okay how can we lift ourselves up um unfortunately uh too many people are so short-sighted that all they think about is like well you know what's important is being the strongest and making sure that I get all the, you know, good things and be the alpha male and all that, which, you know, only lasts so long, okay? And and the fact is that what we should be striving for is becoming more intelligent, not just physically stronger. Because technically, if you want to get down to a uh, punching match, uh, uh, just a regular grizzly bear can kick our ass, okay? Yeah. Uh, but the reason the bear fears us is because we know how to, you know, uh, make firearms and shoot them at a distance. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, what puts us above everyone else, uh, other creatures on the planet is our mind power. So I always find this so exhausting when I hear people like, oh yeah, these 
world of these supermen, these strong men that, you know, we want to be or try to bring into, you know, be on our side. And it's like, what we need is people actually with more brain power. I mean, if we actually had more people actually thinking of how to deal with situations and find ways to, you know, improve our society, improve ourselves, yeah. then uh, then we would be in a better position. Right? And then when, let's say, aliens do come down and decide to shake our hands and meet us, they're not going to be like, oh, great, we're going to be dealing with a bunch of dumb apes that's going to just shoot us as soon as we show up instead of having a conversation and trying to see what we can learn from each other instead of, hmm, hey, man, there's a weird-looking alien. They shoot him in the ass. Stanley Kubrick predicted all this. The secret society of the Black Sun coexisted with the Vril and the Zool societies in Germany prior to, prior to and during World War One, and it blended uh, with the other groups after the war. Although these societies borrowed some concepts and rights from uh, Theosophists, uh, Rosicrucians and various hermetic groups they place special emphasis on what they believe to be the innate mystical powers of the Aryan race so the Aryan race have their own mystical powers so beware yes, they, 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 can, they can blind us with their whiteness beware that's their mythical pl- uh, powers you know what I mean uh, now MME, Helena Blavatsky had listed the six root races, uh, the Astral, Hyperbean, Lemurian, Altentian, Aryan, and the coming master race, the Germanic, Nordic, Teutonic people were of Aryan origin, and Christianity had destroyed the power of the Teutonic civilization. No, I know Alex over here would love to say that Christianity done destroy everything and done touch it. Now you know what I mean. Grab me hot dog. You know what I mean. We don't have a barbecue. Um, but hey, I mean the thing is, that. I mean, I mean, if, if we're getting into religion, my my uh, opinion is that dip a little, yeah. Re- religion is is. I mean, I believe in spirituality, and spirituality. It has nothing to do with religion. Yeah. Okay. And and there's nothing worse than organized religion because that means there's somebody at the top who's getting power over you because you believe in what you believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I religion and the government are exactly the two sides of the same coin. People trying to control other people. You're so edgy. No. You're so edgy, you're gonna get us killed. You're fucking an edge lord. <laughs> now, the black sun, like the swastika, is a very ancient symbol. While the swastika represents the eternal fountain of creation, the black sun is even older, suggesting the very void of creation itself. How you like that? That's something heavy. That's some heavy stuff I know you can get down with. The void of creation, the nothingness of it all. That's kind of uh, poetically dark, if you ask me. 
Now, yeah, I mean, which is very nihilistic, very goes with the goes with the vibe. I feel, you know, not yours. It is the symbol of the Nazi flag is the Thule Sundren, which means the sun wheel, not a, a reversed good luck swastika. Yeah, because the swastika is one of those weird things where, like, before they made it their own, it supposedly meant peace. That's what Ray the, Ray, the boot tonic boot man always tells me. Um, the black sun can be seen in many ancient Babylonian and Azarian places of worship. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't have one at your place of worship, do you? Mr. Um, I don't have a place of worship. I thought it was the set. Now, in its German incarnation... It perhaps also suggests that the Norse myth in which the great wolf Fenrir will swallow the sun at the beginning of the wolf age. <clears throat> I wish Ray was here to explain that deeper, but I feel like he would know about the, he'd know a thing or two about a thing or two on the wolf age and uh, wolf Fenrir. Well, I mean, the, there's only one thing I know about the wolf Fenrir, if you want to know. I do want to know, yeah. And, and, and that is that uh, it holds no match against the Incredible Hulk. Oh, come because on. Because the Hulk kicked his ass in Ragnarok. Hulk smash? Oh, yeah. Hulk smash, that puppy child. Puppy child. But, yeah. Hmm? Fucking trash now, huh? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I always find it interesting. I mean, when you go into... And whether it's Norse mythology, Greek mythology, any mythology, when you start uh, delving into these different stories, and of course they talk with these flowery language, and of course everything is supposed to have subtext and deeper meaning and all that. Mm. I sometimes I think it's just some people were bored and they're like, "Hey, man, you know that's uh, why? Why did it go dark?" Because uh, the wolf in here, you know, uh, swallowed the sun. Oh, okay, that, that that that's that's good enough explanation right there. You know, not the fact that the sun, you know, goes around our circular Earth. Oh wait, no, it's supposed to be a planet, right? Hmm. No, it was circular. It had a circular deal to it. Now, a number of far right groups and individuals have utilized the symbol in their propaganda including the uh, Christchurch mosque shooter Brenton Tarrant, an Australian neo-Nazi group, Antipedian Resistance, and the symbol is displayed by members of uh, several extremist groups involved in the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, along with other symbols from the Nazi era, such as the wolf, the wolf angel and the Sigarman rune, and the Totenkampf, the Black Sun is employed by some neo-Nazi adherents of Satanism. So, uh, scholar Chris Matthews writes, the Black Sun motif is even less ambiguous, though based on medieval German symbols, the Hülsenberg Mosaic is a unique design commissioned specifically for Himmler. Its primary contemporary association is Nazi occultism, for which Nazi satanic groups and esoteric neo-Nazi groups adopted it. The Ukrainian Azov Regiment 
founded in 2014, used the symbol as part of its logo. Uh, political scientist Ivan Gonza wrote in Critica that the uh, liberal contentation of the symbol and that logo are lost on most people in Ukraine. And the logo rather has an association with a successful fighting unit that protects Ukraine. Uh, Wotan Jugen, a neo-Nazi group based in Kyiv, uh, and connected to the broader Azov's pol- political movement has also used the Black Sun symbol to promote its group. During the 2022 Russian invasion of Ukraine, NATO tweeted a photo of a female Ukrainian soldier for International Women's Day. I remember that. The soldier wore a symbol on her uniform that appears to be the Black Sun symbol. Very interesting. After receiving complaints from social media users, NATO removed the tweet and stated the post was removed when we realized it contained a symbol that we could not verify as official. It's called the Fuka. In May, 20, May 2022, a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York occurred. The shooter, a white supremacist, wore a black sun symbol on his body armor and placed it on the front of his digital manifesto. Pro-Kremlin telegram channels and the influencers subsequently spread misinformation linking the shooter with the Azov's regime and the Ukrainian nation more broadly. However, the shooter makes no reference to the Azov's regime in his manifesto, and Ukraine receives only a single mention in a section plagiarized from an earlier mass shooter's manifesto that predates the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So the dude's plagiarizing other shooters' manifestos. That's kind of fucking pretty lame on his part, don't you think? Well, it it, it sounds like he was late to um, uh, Massacre Academy, and uh, he decided to uh, cheat off of his neighbor's um, manifesto. Well, I guess all, they're um, all kind of copycat killers. Realistically, all those people that do that. Well, shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, the fact is that that I like mean. Those. Those who do what they do, the mass shootings and all that, yeah. uh, the fact is they wanted to kill people. That That's it. I mean, that's all they want to do. Uh, there's nothing behind it, okay? Uh, the manifesto, it doesn't matter what the manifesto says because the manifesto is full of bullshit. I yeah. mean, the thing is that they write these manifestos not because they believe that what they're doing is going to, you know, help mankind or that they're sacrificing their freedom or these people's lives for a greater good. No, that does not exist. The fact is you have people that want to hurt other people. I mean, unfortunately, that's a case of of, of human greed and selfishness. And the fact is <clears throat> uh, for them to do this need, they, they need to have an escape code. They need an excuse. Why did I decide to go in and kill all these defenseless people? Yeah. Not because there's actually a reason behind it. No. You wanted to hurt people because you hated your life or you hated, you know, uh, how someone treated you and this was your way of getting back. Mm. That's the fact. I mean, heck, for example, he, he plagiarized someone else's manifesto. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck about what any manifesto was, he wanted to use that as an excuse of like, oh yeah, I, I killed this for a greater reason, you know? So, so don't, even... don't, don't hate me. Don't, don't beat me up in prison. 
but we even talked uh, on the show before about like how I think that people, I think that people will add, I think people are so hateful and evil when they do stuff like that, that like they're really just trying to think about how they can do the most damage. And they know that if they add that element of hate to it, that you're going to upset fucking a lot more, you know, a lot more people, so to speak. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. People are going to be upset, obviously, with a big tragedy. But if you go and say, you know, it was because of a, a racial thing or if it was because of a religious thing or a gender thing, it adds a little more to it. You know what I mean? Because there's like more raw passion, hatred behind it that, you know, the raw ugliness, so to speak. Well, I mean, the fact is that I'm. Those people who do this, you know, they have hatred in their heart for whatever reason. Whether they yeah. were abused as kids or whether they woke up on the wrong side of the bed and they decided to be sons of bitches. Okay, that's that's a fact. And they decide to take it out on other people yeah. that they don't even know. That, you know, and then, of course, they are like, oh, this is because, you know, I believe this or this is how we should live or this. The fact is, I, I'm sure 90% of these people don't even read uh, uh, or, or even comprehend what they're writing. They're just writing down some bullshit to try to explain why they decide to go and gun down a bunch of defenseless people. I mean, same thing with, like, uh, you know, terrorist cells, okay? They, they come in and... Uh, you can argue, I, I'm not saying it's right, but you can argue, okay, that, you know, uh, these people uh, who happen to be terrorists, that their uh, families uh, were, might have been, you know, uh, victims of you know, a bombing or something else, and that, you know, they're hurt, they want to, you know, seek revenge, Big so trouble. they decide to do exactly what happened to them to, to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I find that is counterproductive. Okay. Yeah, but when people I are mean, so I, angry, they don't care about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean? you can be angry and all exactly. that, but you have not. I mean, I, doing I, I that. Don't all, all, it. You've I don't done, all you've done. All you've done. All you've done is to get on. All you've done is give credence. To the people who caused the problem in the first place. Yeah. Because you are showing other people that you are a dangerous threat. Okay? Yeah. I'm not saying be passive. I'm not saying, you know, (coughs) just take the licks and and keep on ticking. Okay? There's other ways other than violence of trying to uh, deal with these situations. What they are, I don't know. But going and killing just a random you know, civilians is not the answer. Right. I mean, if you're going to, you know, uh, you know, go and hit targets, hit military targets. Whoa, okay? whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, don't hit no targets. Unless we're talking about going shopping. You can fucking behave yeah. yourself. Well, get everybody trying to kill you soon. Be careful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fact is when, when, I mean, that's what drives me crazy is that when you guys are in, a war situation, there's no winners, no yeah. matter what happens, okay? And the fact is that the, there should be absolutely no wars, not because everyone, you know, 
is perfect on the earth, but everyone should realize that you know to actually be able to live with each other is what we should try to be, what we should strive to be. I mean, the fact is, why is it that we on this planet are the only species that have, you know, intelligent brains able to, you know, you know, make rockets that go to the moon. Yeah. And instead, we decide to hurt each other. We decide to, you know, blow people up. Okay? Right. What we should do is use our intellect to try to find commonalities between each other and right. try to work together to make a better place for everyone's children's, for everyone's future. That's what we should do. But we don't because that requires a lot of hard work. No one wants to work. Everyone wants to do the easy way. The easy way is, you know, beat someone up, grab their stuff, and feel superiority and be the top dog. But the fact is, after you do that, someone else is going to go after you, and the cycle keeps on going. You're going to get killed talking like that, you animal. Well, on September 1st, 2022, a man with a black sun arm tattoo... Fernando Andre Sabag Montiel attempt, attempted to assassinate Argentinian Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner. Pardon me, I was getting emotional because me and Cristina used to be really cool and uh, we had a fallen out, but I hope she's all right over there. You know what I mean? So a lot of folks trying to throw this on their uh, their badge of honor. That dude had a tattooed on his flesh, brother. What do you think about that? That wasn't just a last-minute copy-and-paste manifesto job. He had that thing embedded into his skin ski. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Dedication? Hesitation? Hey, 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 dude. I mean, I think we've had a conversation earlier on one of the other podcasts that we're a part of where uh, the joke was made about, you know, people with tattoos nowadays. That, you know, um, back in the day, you know, someone puts a tattoo on it, it has meaning. But nowadays you have people making their faces look like, you know, at uh, um, a, a school a desk at yeah. the end of, of, of a year. Yes. And, um, and the fact is, uh, it reminds me of, I was, I was watching um, uh, uh, an episode of, of something and there was a thing that was brought up where, you know, these kids decide to, you know, draw these cool little, like, uh, satanic symbols on the ground mm-hmm. uh, just for for a laugh. And, of course, you know, being a TV series, supernatural type of thing, you know, all of a sudden, you know, demons come out and all that. But, of course, the reason they did it was it looked cool. It and And the fact is, I mean... Maybe this person actually bothered looking up to figure out what this black sun thing meant. Or it could have been like, hey, man, this is in the same category as, as swastika. I want to show people that this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm living on the edge. I'm willing to show what I believe by tattooing this on my body. And then, of course, if you actually, you know, interrogate this person about this symbol, they absolutely have no idea what this actually means. I mean, the person might, but there's a lot of people I find that do a lot of stuff 
just to get a reaction. Not the fact that they actually know what this thing really is other than, oh, if I do this, people are going to be like, oh my god, why did you tattoo that on yourself? Yeah. But, yeah. You gotta be careful. The ink can be very bad for your skin as well. So as we approach the, the end of this, the Black Sun Hawk, what do you think about this overall, the Black Sun situation? I guess you can first take it the stance of the first question is, do you believe with what they, you know, the whole deal of it being the superhuman people from under the earth? I don't know. No, no, not even close. No, I mean, I've heard some crazy ass bullshit, but, you know, superhuman giants in the middle of the earth that, you know, now, I mean, heck, I agree with anything you. is possible. Maybe there's some kind of, like, dimensional rift that you can go through. I have a hard time believing in that kind of bullshit. But then again, I find when you have people that are desperate trying to find, you know, anything to get uh, a sense of power over people, they'll they'll flock to any kind of mystic bullshit that's out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they were definitely occult people that would dive into anything they could try and, you know, pull dark power from, for sure. But, you know, then you got these other people later in life doing all crazy things with the symbol on them tattooed or just posted somewhere. And uh, it's kind of like the same deal, you know. They're just trying to do some dark shit and keep the tag, you know, get the tag on it. Yeah. How do you feel I mean, about it, hmm? what's your opinion on symbols in general? Do you think that you see a pentagram, you think that that symbol automatically carries a negative thing with it? Or do you think, what do you, what do you think? It's just a symbol. Well, I mean, with symbols, I mean, symbols are just that. They're symbols. I mean, the fact they have no actual mystical power, that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Um, the power that symbols have is how people react to them. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you you put up, um, I mean, if uh, you put up a swastika, okay, the power of that swastika, okay, is the power that you give it, okay, yeah. and I'm not saying that it doesn't represent a lot of evil shit. Mm-hmm. That it has, I mean, supposedly, I mean, talking to our friend Ray Putin, talking to Matt that the swastika originally was a, a symbol for something else. But it's been corrupted by the use of the Nazi party to a point where no one can look at, at, at swastika and think of anything other than the Nazi party. Yeah. But then again, the fact is, we ourselves are giving that symbol its power. Okay? I'm not saying that it's not used in the evil way, uh, uh, used as as uh, a way to, you know, support something that's evil. But the fact is that the power the symbols have uh, is what we give it. Uh, it's the same thing as words, okay? Yeah. Um, you can say a very hateful, derogatory, racist word, but... The, the the power of that word is what you give it. If you take that word and then you, you know, use it or change it or make it your own, I'm, 
then, you know, you are taking the power away from it. I'm using a, 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 as an example yeah. um, the N-word, which, you know, is a terrible word to begin with, and <coughs> no one should ever be called it. Okay? Yeah. Plain and simple. But, I mean, you have those of African descent that, you know, use the word to uh, for each other, you know, as 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 a uh, as, as a friendship, and that. So they have taken that word yeah. and tried to make it more positive. Okay? okay, now and of course, you know, that is their right because it has been used as a, as as a word to demean, to uh, tear people down, and they have found a way to use that word as a way to. Take the power back. Weaponize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's the same way that I think that we should look at at symbols is the same way as as those words. That the power that those symbols and those words have is what we put behind it, what we give it. If we want to take the power away from those words and symbols, we have to find a way to make it our own, and make us own it so it doesn't have that power again. By golly, I think you're right. But I mean, that's how I see it. I mean, you can you can say that I'm totally wrong on this, but I mean, that's how I feel. But, but you know, yeah. what do I know? We don't know nothing, man. We don't know nothing. We don't see nothing. We just eat the muffin. When it's cooked in the toaster and butter is applied, so I'm going to agree with you on that. You know, I feel like the idea of superhuman people underneath the ground, nah, not quite, not quite, my friend. Do I think people would be crazy enough to think it? Yeah, very, very possibly. Um, especially people that would, you know, dig up every rock looking for the demo to be their friend, help them with evil ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, um, I, I mean the thing is that when when you're desperate to find anything to give you power over someone else, you'll you'll flock to the most uh, obscene and crazy belief out there. And Alex would know because the things he's got over me, you would, would make your, your make all the nuns in your school cry rivers. You know what I mean? Yeah, Alex knows the darkest secrets of all humanity. Yep, Sally Field is the flying nun. He knows where all the bodies are buried, even the ones that weren't dead when they went in the ground. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. If we're talking about buried bodies that weren't dead when they went in the ground, that means the show must be wrapping up. You know what I mean? This must be coming to a close on yeah. another episode. So, yeah, the Black Sun. Interesting stuff. Uh, Ted Z- Z- uh, Kaczynski, Unabomber, dropped off today. Or yesterday, rather, I think it was. Um, we're going to have an episode with him coming up in the future. I know that the. Yeah, heat- I got the Ouija board. It's already a bring him, uh, bring him on. No, he's a dude I've been wanting to kind of tap into on the show for a while because, uh, of course, killing anybody is always a bad thing. 
but I believe he killed a few. He killed some scientists because he felt that they were bringing on like the end of humanity via technology. Uh, he wrote a book called Technological Slavery, I think, like that, which is one of the most gangster, gangster book names of all time, of course. Um, I haven't tapped into it yet. I wouldn't lie and say that I did. But uh, I look forward to tapping into the book. It'll, we will have an episode coming soon. Uh, when you die, you usually get pushed to the front of the front of the line over here. Behold the pill. So, yeah, Unabomber episode coming soon. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you rest in peace, the guy? You might have to rest in peace, the guy, because he did some bad things. But uh, supposedly that he got some... They got in his head. He was like a smart dude, a Harvard dude, and they warped his mind out for him and sent him back into society. A ticking, ticking, ticking time bomb. You know what happens with ticking time bombs? They blow it up. You know what I mean? I think that. So with that being said, it's definitely time to end the episode. And we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of what? Behold, behold, behold a pale podcast. <laughs> the black sun symbol is based on the idea of the existences of two suns. The one we actually have and another one that is hidden. An occult sun, a black sun which is the metaphorical son of revelation, which only very few initiated into the cult would benefit from the hidden knowledge of this occult son. And therefore they would spread that knowledge into the world, which is an idea rooted in the politics of Nazism and the expansion of such politics by military means and subjugating the world to this political order by means of invasion, colonization, genocide and oppression. The very concept, the, the very conception of the black sun and the hidden knowledge obtained by the initiated into the cult reflects the Nazi objective of conquering the world and establish this political order globally. And so the black sun was created as the central motif that expresses this wish, as well as the symbol at the very center of the physical space, the Vivisburg castle, where SS esoteric cult took place. They gathered around the circle to perform their rituals to receive the illumination of the heathen sun, of the black sun. <laughs> so, what we really have here is an appropriated and modified symbol to fit into the Nazi political religious ideologies of an esoteric character, which served as the representation of the Nazi machine of war that would lead to conquering the world and imposing the oppressive new order administered by the highest members of this cult. This symbol lies in the roots of the belief that the Nazi machine of war united with esoteric knowledge would force the beginning of a new era in the world, the era of enlightened humans of pure race aiming to modify the entire social, political, economic and religious structure of the world. So when you use this symbol, for whichever reasons, it doesn't matter. This is the information you are passing on and giving a very bad and wrong idea of paganism. This is not a pagan symbol.